With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Pour one more beer for me. Exile needs quality. So savagely. Best beer in all the land. Brewed with a loving hand. From bottle, keg, or can. Exile Brewing. E-X-I-L-E. For me. E-X-I-L-E. Let's drink. Crack open a Ruthie today. Enjoy your HN Podcast, coming to you from the Exile Brewing Company studios. I am John Miller, flying solo tonight. It is Monday evening, the day, the evening of the day that Iowa released their first in-season death chart of the 2017 football season. Rob Howe and I are going to uh, record a podcast on Wednesday where we'll talk a little bit more about this, also talk about uh, what will take place uh, during Tuesday's media session or what will have taken place during Tuesday's media sessions with Iowa coaches and players. But, you know, football season's upon us. We've been talking about a lot of nonsense this summer. And if not nonsense, then a lot of things that are highly speculative. And we're still in that speculative time frame. But, you know, this is this is a decent piece of red meat here. So I kind of wanted to go down through this. I'm not going to do this every week because once we get in season, the depth charts really aren't going to change all that much unless there's an injury or something like that. And that won't require an entire podcast. But I, I think you'll forgive me for taking this indulgence to uh, talk about these things. Let's, let's get down to it. I'm going to go position by position. And let's start out uh, at one split end position for Iowa. Matt Vandenberg listed as the one. His backup true freshman Brandon Smith and this is a player that we've been talking and writing a lot about since uh, he signed on the dotted line with Iowa back in February a lot of people in Iowa City uh, and, and elsewhere feel that Iowa got a, a steal with this kid six feet three inches tall 205 pounds enormous hands definitely physically looks the part and as a true freshman he has cracked Iowa's two deep roster theme warning there's a lot more of that than you normally see whether that's a good thing or a bad thing, that remains to be seen. Going from top to bottom when I was released, next position. Uh, well, let's just go to the wide receiver on the other side. Uh, Nick Easley, junior college transfer. Never played a snap of football for Iowa in the regular season uh, to this point. He's a junior, 5'11", 203, number 84. Saw a lot of him in some of those camp videos that Iowa released. So he is also a starter. So Matt Vandenberg and Nick Easley are your one-line receivers. And backing up Nick Easley is uh, Devontae Young. We'll see more than just those four receivers, but that's what you have. Tight end Noah Fant. Uh, is listed as a starter. Iowa has two tight ends listed on their depth chart, two tight end positions. Tight end listed twice, rather. TJ Hawkinson is on the one line the other side. So you're going to see a lot of Fant, and you're going to see a lot of Hawkinson. Um, Weeding and Picar are listed as the backup. So there's your, your four deep. And Weeding, Picar are going to be more your inline blockers, where Fant and Hawkinson going to have more offensive ball skills, be more threats in the passing game. And no, it won't surprise me to see Iowa have three tight end sets at various points in time during this season. Offensive line, 
Not a ton of surprises. Boone Myers listed as number one left tackle. So the kid's day where he was running with the second team, running on some guard. That guy was just getting a, a workout for some of the younger players, some more experience in practice. Alaric Jackson backing him up. Alaric Jackson, redshirt freshman, 6'7", 320 pounds. That is one big boy. He's your left tackle, likely left or right tackle of the future. Left guard, junior Keegan Render, uh, backed up by Ross Reynolds. Render had a lot of time uh, last year, and Reynolds is somebody that Kirk Ferentz and company have been talking about this this spring and fall. Keep an eye on him. James Daniels at center, backed up by uh, Cole Banwert, a redshirt freshman. Daniels, a junior, true junior. Sean Welsh at right guard. He is a senior backed up by Levi Paulson, a sophomore. And then at right tackle, Ike Becker, uh, Ike Bucker, who is a senior backed up by 6'5", 315-pound true freshman, Tristan Wirfs. So that's your second true freshman on the 2D roster. And Wirfs, 6'5", 315 at right tackle, true freshman, and redshirt freshman, Alaric Jackson, at left tackle as a backup, 6'7", 320. You can say Iowa's tackle position uh, in pretty good hands and bodies going forward. Both players likely to see time this year. I Certainly, Alaric Jackson. But, you know, Wirfs is probably going to be expected to start next year. So that's why he's going to be there. Burn the shirt, potentially. Um, and very few true freshman linemen have played during the Ference era. Very few. And usually the guys that have have been pretty elite and have gone on to do big things at the next level. Um, quarterback, bearing the lead a little bit, but it was written quite a bit about on Monday. Nathan Stanley gets the nod. Gary Dolphin broke that news on Twitter. 6'5", 235, Tyler Wieger's the backup. Stanley is somebody that you know I felt, and, and I'm not the only one. Matter of fact, I don't know anybody in the media that I know of, that I read, that I saw, that I read, picked... Uyghurs to win the job. I think the Iowa coaching staff wanted Stanley to win the job. Now that doesn't mean they, you know, that he's their favorite son and that they don't like Uyghurs. I just think when you burn a guy's red shirt as a true freshman, as Iowa did last year, with the intent of getting him ready to be the starter this year, he's the guy that you want to win the job. He's got three more years in your program where Uyghurs has this year and then next year. So Stanley's the guy, got the big arm. I just think he's just really quiet, really reserved. Hasn't found his voice in the huddle just yet, but he's going to get the opportunity um, in real game action. Running back, Akram Wadley on the one line, no surprise there. Backed up by James Butler. And since I mentioned Wadley, let's jump ahead. Kickoff returns. Wadley and Ivory Kelly Martin listed as your kickoff return specialist. Kelly Martin, true freshman. Akram Wadley will likely be your primary returner. And I don't know if Iowa would have done that had James Butler not transferred in from Nevada. Now, that's not to say the coaching staff doesn't have confidence in Torn Young and Toxikin Rabate. I think you're going to see a good deal of Torn Young this year, even if Wadley and Butler stay healthy. But you bring in a guy like Butler who rushed for over 1,300 yards in each of the last two seasons 
well over 3,000 yards rushing in Nevada, 608 career carries. This is a guy who comes in, even though he's a newcomer, likely going to have a high degree of touch uh, trust with the coaching staff. And his presence allows Iowa the flexibility to get the ball in their playmakers' hands as much as possible. And that's why Wadley is your number one kick returner, because he's your number one playmaker. Some may say he's too valuable to to have back there. I think he's too dynamic a player to not have back there. And if he gets hurt on kickoff returns, no one wants that. I don't want that. You don't want that. Nobody wants that. But if it happens, you're certainly not going to hear me asking the question, well, why was Wadley returning kicks? And, And you shouldn't ask that question either. This is about winning now. Wadley's a senior. Maybe when Kirk Ferentz talked to him back in January when Wadley was deciding whether or not to turn pro, this was a part of it to help feature him more for the next level. I think it's a great thing. Brady Ross at the one line fullback. Drake Kulik backing him up. You're going to see both of them play quite a bit. And Miguel Racinos listed as the number one place kicker, beating out Keith Duncan. Racinos had a fantastic fall. Uh, the kids' day practice, he was 11 for 11. Kirk Ferentz said it was his best day as a Hawkeye. Um, last year, he handled Iowa's long field goals, and Duncan handled the shorter ones. And when Duncan made the kick against Michigan, you figured, well, this guy's set for life as far as you know, having the job, never having to buy a drink in Iowa City ever. To use a Mark Morehouse from the Gazette line, no union card here. Uh, no union card for Uyghurs either. I mean, being the players that have been around long a long time, you know what? You lost your job. And it's not that Duncan's been around a long time. He won the job last year, but that doesn't give you the, the you know any guarantee that you're going to win it this year. So Miguel Racinos winning that job this season. Folks, Exile Brewing Company wants me to tell you about a big party they're going to have. Their five-year anniversary street party that's coming up on September 16th. Plenty of beer and fun will be had, as well as live sets by some very talented bands. Tickets on sale now, $20 in advance, $25 at the door during that fifth anniversary party on September 16th. The brew pub is going to be closed for regular service. Entry to the fifth anniversary street party, grounds, beer hall, patio, and annex bars will be only for those who have tickets. Tickets must be purchased in advance for $20 or at the door for $25. Cheers to five years, and here's to five more. Over to defense, left defensive end, Anthony Nelson, backed up by Sam Brinks. Excited to see what Nelson can do in his sophomore year rushing the passer when he showed so much promise as a freshman. Left tackle, Cedric Lattimore, sophomore, 6'5", 295, backed up by Brady Reef, 6'3", 260. Right tackle, Nathan Budget, a 6'2", 287 senior, backed up by Matt Nelson. 6'8", 285-pound defensive tackle. You hear the adage, low man wins. 6'8", defensive tackle, and you've got to have a, you got to feel confident with your development with his pad level because it's 6'8", man. It's, if you start to get up and stand up, you're going to lose leverage, and you're not going to be the low man, and you're not going to win. Right defensive end, Parker Hesse, 6'3", 257, a junior. Seems like he's been there forever. His backup? A.J. Epinesa, 6'5", 270-pound, true freshman on the 2-deep. I think it's your third or fourth true freshman on the 2-deep that I've mentioned so far. Outside, and we, you know, 
Epinesa is Epinesa. Let's just go see him play before we spend any more time talking about him. Not that I don't love talking about him. Just let's go see it now. Outside linebacker Ben Neiman, 6'3", 233, a senior. Middle linebacker Josie Jewell, 6'2", 236, a senior. Weak side linebacker Bo Bauer, 235 pounds, a senior. So a triumvirate of senior starting linebackers for Iowa. They're backed up by Kevin Ward, a senior as well. Kristen Welch, a sophomore. Aaron Menz, a junior. Uh, Hockaday, not listed on the depth chart. So, boy, I was going to have some uh, experience to replace next year. You're talking about three three-year starters, pretty good. Um, left cornerback for this game, Joshua Jackson, Jackson, a junior, backed up by true freshman Matt Hankins. Now, maybe this is you know a one-week deal for Hankins on the two deep as a true freshman, but there he is. Strong safety, Miles Taylor, the senior, and backed up by Amani Hooker, sophomore. Free safety, Jake Gervais, the starter, a junior, backed up by true freshman, Geno Stone. Another true freshman on your 2D. Right corner, Michael Oljamudia, holding uh, the, the, the spot for Manny Ragumba, who will miss the Wyoming game, serving a one-game suspension for an off-season infraction of some sort. Backed up by redshirt freshman Cedric Boswell. Punter, sophomore walk-on Colton Rastetter. Listed on the one line with true freshman Ryan, gosh, Gersandi. Sorry if I got that name wrong. I got to get that figured out. That's 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 e me, true freshman at this point in time. So we'll see what happens there. Punt returner Matt Vandenberg is listed as the number one with Josh Jackson behind him. Oftentimes last year we saw Iowa commit two returners back, one act as a blocker. Probably see a lot more of that this year. As I mentioned before, Akram Wadley and Ivory Kelly Martin at kickoff returns. So there's your two deep roster. A number of true freshmen on your two deep. Now in years past, you know, six, seven, eight true freshmen if they played in the first game and burned their red shirts, you know, that was news. But you typically didn't see those guys six, seven, eight of them on the two deep roster. And as I mentioned early, is that a good thing? Is that a bad thing? Is it bad because the depth just isn't there in the program to where so many of these true freshmen are, you know, among the 22 best, at least at this point? Or are these guys just that good? I'd love to believe the latter as opposed to the former. I think Brandon Smith... He's probably pretty darn good. He's physically developed at receiver. Iowa definitely has a need at receiver. And I think you'll see other true freshmen play at that position. You know, A.J. Epinesa, yeah, he's really good. And Epinesa's emergence in fall camp has really made it possible for Iowa to move Matt Nelson inside. Probably made a lot of things possible. And if this team can get pressure on the passer with their front four defensive linemen, it's going to make things so much easier on the secondary. It's good. It, it, when Iowa's defenses have been their best in the Kirk Ferentz, Norm Parker, Phil Parker era, it's when Iowa's front four can hold their own stopping the run and also get pressure on the passer themselves. Now, you may say that's a lot to ask, but several Iowa defenses through the years have done that. Because when they do that, the linebackers can fly around, they can cover more space because they're not having to come up and you know blitz 
and it's just less time for a quarterback to make his read, so that's less pressure on a young secondary. Life is so much easier when you play a 4-3 defense and your front four can hold their own against the run and they can rush the passer because then your offensive linemen aren't going out running combo blocks and getting out to the second level to try to take out linebackers because they've got their hands full with your front four. Just such a huge, huge deal. Remains to be seen how they'll hold up against the... Can they hold up against the run and get pressure on the passer at the same time? We don't know. Don't know. Offensive line, man, that looks really good. That looks really good. And these are the guys we expected to be there. No huge surprises there. Certainly not on the one line. But licking my chops over the future of Tristan Wirfs and Alaric Jackson and what those guys have uh, going forward. That will do it for uh, this quickie HN podcast opening week, Too Deep Extra. I just felt like talking. I hope you enjoyed listening. Rob and I will be back on Wednesday to talk about uh, the this a little bit. We'll get some of Rob's thoughts on this 2D roster. We'll also talk with Rob about what he saw and heard from Tuesday's media session. Uh, and then Dace and I will probably be back late on Thursday night making our week one predictions. And then on Saturday, right after the Iowa-Wyoming game, I will be here with my Instant Reaction podcast. So we are in full effect podcast season, full on. Appreciate Exile Brewing Company for coming on board again this year. And also appreciate you for sticking with us another year. We'll talk to you soon.